Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA high school soccer championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers. We're live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Those YouTube comments are popping off as usual. Our friend Drunk Monk says he thinks the number one spot's up for grabs now that Harbaugh's gone. I do think Harbaugh was number one before he left. I don't know that there's a ton of question about that. And frankly, I think Kalen DeBoer would have been two had he stayed at Washington. But all that turnover has created uh, some arguments in the rankings there. Uh, You know what there's no argument about, though? That is using your seatbelt. It saves lives and prevents injuries but you have to wear it properly. Make it click. This message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Uh, Wanted to get back into those rankings that have caused so much debate in our YouTube comments. We mentioned, obviously, Ryan Day at number one. Neither of us have an issue there. Lincoln Riley at number two. Both of us have an issue there. Uh, Dan Lanning at number three. I think he should be two, but he's definitely a top three guy. But... but I'm okay if, if 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 he's anywhere on this list, not on not being number two, three is the spot for him. Absolutely, he is in the right neighborhood for where he's at. You know, I I wonder the next guy on the list, James Franklin, is at four. I wonder if we don't give James Franklin enough credit because he hasn't broken I through. Like James Franklin, I always have. I don't know if I like him or not. I don't have anything against him. I don't think I have any really strong feelings about him. But let's just look real quick at what his time at Penn State has been like because I think it's probably more successful than you realize. He's had some very uh, visible failures, and that is in his inability to knock off Ohio State mm-hmm. and Michigan. And Michigan and other top ten teams. Yeah, just, just winning those big games in general. But he's got five double-digit win seasons at Penn State. Now, he's been there for 10 years already, which is shocking to me. And he did have a couple, uh, a couple years of a rough stretch. 2020, they were 4-5. and five. 
I basically wipe out 2020 for everybody. The results in that year are so wonky. I just don't heat, give it a lot of credit there. But it's part of a stretch of two years where it goes four and five, seven and six mm-hmm. in 2020 and 2021. That's kind of the time period where he struggled. Other than that, his first two years at Penn State were seven and six, seven and six. Other than those 2020 and 2021, he's won at least nine games in the other six years that he's been at Penn State. He's been really successful. They finished in the top 10 three times, or excuse me, four times. The biggest issue with James Franklin and why we see him differently than he actually is is because of his inability to win those big games. But I think that's why four is a good spot for him. So, you know, James Franklin is a little bit like Ryan Day to me in terms of why Franklin's not on the hot seat is the same reason why uh, Ryan Day isn't on the hot seat either, even if he loses to Michigan. Because I know you said, like, oh, you know, he'd be borderline hot seat at that point. Their safety net is the expanded college football playoff. Probably. they will they will both be featured in that game. Yeah. Like that, based on what we've seen from both of these teams over the last two seasons, they will both be in that playoff bracket. So that's what saves jobs at this point. I think that's what saves James Franklin. I just if they if Ryan Day loses to Michigan for a fourth straight year, especially if Michigan takes a step back the way we think they might, but they still like, like let's how say many my, years did Harbaugh lose to Ohio State? Was it three or four? Several. I mean, I, it was more than that. Was it, it five? It might wait. So he was at. I don't remember how long he was at Michigan. I'll look it up real quick. But that's that's the one thing at a place like Ohio State or Michigan. That's the one thing that this game you you, you have to win. That's yeah, their game. That's it, their Super Bowl. It, at least sometimes, right? If you catch a four game losing streak to Ohio to Michigan, especially here's why I think it's worse for day than it was for Harbaugh when Harbaugh took over Michigan they were definitely behind Ohio State the problem for day is Michigan caught and passed him Mm -hmm. that's where it becomes a problem is it gives the perception of falling behind your rival where Michigan knew they were trying to catch up yeah Ohio State though has set themselves up really well for that not to happen this season I agree being a I agree a, a rookie of a head coach on the other, yeah, on the other sideline. Yeah. And two, that Michigan team, even though they're coming off a national championship and they'll recycle a lot of those good players, they're still missing their starting quarterback, their starting running back, you know, their starting wide receiver. Like, there are studs that won't be on that team again. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what did Ohio State do? Well, they really revamped their quarterback room after what we saw at the Cotton Bowl. And we've seen how successful they were on defense even just last season. Like, there, there's a lot of good that comes out on that side, which I think gives them the edge. If you look at opening odds, I'm sure Ohio State is the favorite in that game if, if odds came out today. But, oh, and TK just says Harbaugh went 3-5. and five, So, no need to yeah, look so it up. They, yeah, he lost. So, he lost five times against Ohio State. And it was, what was it, that fifth? game where I think it's people, six I think it's three and six he had six years because he didn't win in the last three years he won are the only yeah. years he won before that he had six years where unless they canceled the 2020 game which that could be the case um so regardless three and five three yeah, and six so they he lost either five or six yeah at that point I think you can say okay now this season if they lose then I think you can tell him like hey man like I'm just gonna be real, real frank with you if you can't win this game and you are coaching the, one of the most premier programs in college football, we got problems. We may need to 
figure something out if you can't do it next year. Like, this is kind of your eat-or-be-eaten moment. But you also have to remember that he's 56-8 and eight as the head coach at Ohio State. So if they're in the college football playoff, even if they lose to Michigan, he's not going anywhere. I mean, he, he shouldn't. He, he's just not going anywhere. He shouldn't. But it, it, to me, it's almost the same thing that I worry about with Kalen DeBoer at Alabama is the expectations of the program could devour a coach that's really good and does probably doesn't deserve to be devoured, right? Uh, but James Franklin at four, I think that's about and right. And he's shown the ability to recruit and find a lot of success defensively, yeah. especially last season. James Franklin at four makes sense, but let's see him start winning against some ranked opponents because three and 17 against top 10 teams, four and 16 against Ohio State and Michigan, not great. That's a tough hang. Uh, at number five, we've got Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. I actually think that's about right. Now, TK on the YouTube stream says he thought Ferentz should have been in the top three because Not of me. doing more with less. But here's, here's the problem with that argument, TK. He is the reason they have less. As a college football coach, doing more with less only gets you so far because you're the one in charge of recruiting, right? You are the reason they have less. So in terms of being an actual football coach and doing the on-field X's and O's, coaching up a team, establishing a culture, whatever, maybe he is top three. But there's a whole other half of the job in player acquisition that he's not as good at as everybody else. But at number five, it doesn't surprise me. No, that's how good, many times that's do the we right criticize spot. Iowa for being Iowa? And then they end up being Iowa. Yeah, and they and go in the nine, West, ten games, right? whatever. And now, the, of course, you know, divisions are disbanded now. But we'll, we'll have to see where they finish this season. Um, and whether you like it or not, you can't argue with a guy that wins. And Kirk Ferentz at five makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Then we come to our very own. OOU, one of us. Coach Rule at six. Our guy, our guy, Coach Rule. Were you surprised high, low, about right? I was surprised that he was above Luke Fickle. Because Ooh, last interesting. year, he was behind Luke Fickle. Mm-hmm. They lost to Wisconsin last year. So why, I, why, do you think that, why do you think that they switched him then? I think they switched him because of gaining Dylan Rayola as a top recruit. Because now mm. Coach Rule looks as a really strong recruiter. And I also think they base it off of expectation for this season. See, I think they're basing it off expectation for last season because Wisconsin underperformed last year. And they did, they did underperform and last season. I don't season. know that Nebraska underperformed. I think they were about where a lot of people thought they'd be. I think most people thought 6-6-ish. Six and six ish. I, I, But if you look at the last four games of Nebraska's season, Tough. people will look at it and be like, man, you guys, you guys sold. You guys sold hard. So that's why I was, I was a little bit um, – I, I say a little bit surprised. And just because I didn't think the outside world would be as nice to Nebraska as they are right now. No, uh, but I think – But fact of the matter is, chicks dig the rebuild. <laughs> well, I also think – there is a national respect for Matt Rule that maybe we don't fully comprehend all the time because he's, he's our guy and everything like that. But Matt Rule has an enormous amount of respect nationally that I actually do think carries him a long way in things like this. I will say, though, at some point, you can't just rely on the Temple-Baylor argument. Sure. Because yeah. as much as people – if you see any story – preseason written about Coach Rule any season, it's the fact that he was able to turn around Temple in X amount of years. It was, he went to Baylor in one of its worst times, turned around the program in two years' time. He goes to Nebraska in one of their worst times. Can he turn them around? So, like, this is kind of like the, the, the window for Coach Rule. It's either this year or next year the in terms of that, that turnaround that people need to see because 
as much as I say, that, hey, the national media is, is respecting and, and being mm-hmm. nice to Coach Rule in this case, if he doesn't show that he can do what he once did before, you're going to start seeing Rule go down a spot, yep. go down a couple spots, and then at some point it's like, uh-oh. Either this year or next year, he's got to start stacking W's. That's just the long and short of it. Uh, I think he gets the benefit of the doubt for, at least nationally, for that third year because I think that's where everybody looks at, hey, year three under rule, that's when it pops. If it, if he doesn't get to that point by year three at Nebraska, which, by the way, I think it's happening this year. I've been very upfront about that. But if he doesn't get to that by year three, that's where you're going to start to see that respect for him, at least as an on-field coach, start to slip a little bit. Uh, coming up next, I haven't set up the show yet because we got into this discussion, but coming up next, we're going to talk to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. We always talk to Brian Edwards at 845 on Thursdays. Then we're going to catch Michael Brunts at 9, and then we're going to talk to Matt LePay, Wisconsin basketball play-by-play, Nebraska-Wisconsin. Huge game in Lincoln tonight. That's what's coming up on the show, but right now, At 8 o'clock, we're talking to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic.